Hey, peeps. I'm so proud of you. You graduated to my second episode entitled The Grinder Bible. Oh, shit. Don't be nervous, some of you. It's not like I'm going to call any of you out. Bet you should. But anonymity is key. Saying someone's name won't make any difference because by the time that we're done, you'll be feeling the exact same way regardless of who he is. I do believe there is such a thing as using something too much or in the sense that too much of something is not always good. When it comes to social media in the dating world, it does allow you to access a level of exposure that you wouldn't necessarily experience on the reality level. With a few adjustments to your settings and a good old dexterity thumb swipe, hundreds if not thousands of people are presented before you. So what does this have to do with the Grindr? Oh my God. In the gay culture, the most common app is Grindr, uh, hands down. Grindr is the world's largest social media app for gay, bi, trans, and queer people. Believe it or not, this motherfucker's been around for over a decade, 11 years to be exact. It has become one of the most affiliated and most synonymous ways to meet and unfortunately encounter personal connections and even sexual experiences. Who would have ever thought this app would carry such a heavy load to bear? All pun intended, people. No, but seriously, people, this shit has taken over people's lives, and I don't even plead the fifth on this one. Now, I will say first and foremost, I'm not here to shame uh, the app or discredit its creator. Our community is living behind a facade. One, some of those who use fake pictures. Two, those who aren't even comfortable with their sexuality and living on DL. Three, those who are hypersexualized and sex-driven. Four, those cheating on their partners. Yeah, I see y'all. Five, to those wanting to expand their relationships. I could keep going, but I'm trying to keep some structure, okay? What I am here to discuss is the idea of questioning where are we within ourselves that allows a site to moderate how we should think, how we should treat other people, all in the hope of desiring love and giving it at the same time. I don't share this next story too often about myself anymore because I've allowed myself to move on emotionally, spiritually, and not feeling sorry for myself. Over the past year and a half, I lived in Florida with my ex. Um, towards the end of last summer, I relocated back to Las Vegas to be near my family and close friends again. One of the reasons why it ended in all honesty is that I lied about being on the site. Although it wasn't right, there were definitely two sides to the story. I truly will never forget, but our bond was so tight and uniquely beautiful, um, but I couldn't find the honesty within myself to confront the truth. From ending my relationship, leaving my job, moving back home was one of the most traumatic experiences thus far in my life. I have never felt so much loss ever at that point in my life than I did. I slipped into a, a brief depression, I won't lie, um, but I know the devil's a liar and he will never win. The first month that I moved back, I told myself, I need to get my shit together. And when I say my shit, I mean me. Total me time. I temporarily cut off all connections and disconnected from all social media. During those agonizing months while we were in transition to separating, um, I came across so many individuals whose energy was outerworldly, believe it or not, so full and transformative. I began to practice meditation. Uh, meditating really helped me with my blood pressure and manifesting what I wanted in life to happen for me and for it to come true. I still do it every night before I go to sleep. Stay tuned for future episodes on the ease of meditation.
Oh fuck, I went off on a tangent again, my bad y'all. The reason I believe I'm sharing this is because during that time when I could have been open and honest, I wasn't. This app was like my sanctuary at that time. And I must say, if your man ain't putting it down, I know somebody else who will. <laughs> Three snaps on that bitch. Being serious now, I vowed to myself that I would never, ever, ever, ever let another social media outlet stand in the way of who I value myself to be or stand in the way of expressing my true feelings to my lover when times get rough. Being transparent in your communication is key. Honesty is key. I continued on my individual journey of self-love and worth. I stayed in the gym, started eating better, reading positive affirmations, and I began to redefine what makes Elijah happy again. What makes me happy? What brings me joy? Do these material items bring me joy? Who in my life elevates the person I envision myself on being? Which brings me to one of my most profound points. Self-control. Does anyone want to take this time to answer that question? Any volunteers? I wait. Self-control. The ability to control oneself. In particular, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. That is exactly right. Good job. One of my theories as to why we lack the self-control in our culture is because we lack self-worth. Uh, mental health is so, so important. If we can all just take this one second and rewind time really fast. Thinking about all those little gay boys and girls who struggle with their identity, contemplating suicide because they fear, if I say I'm gay, what will mommy or daddy say? Thinking about those little gay boys and girls who get abused, beaten, and mistreated and not having anyone to call for an SOS. Think about it. We've lived so much of our years in defense mode and camouflage that I don't even believe we've ever properly allowed ourselves to be our authentic self. Here's how it goes. Let the games begin. Select from the refinement of what you deem categorize your essence. Discredit the beautiful individuals that we all are in our own way. Offer a portion of who you truly are because you forget that you're priceless. And when it's not a match, you ghost them because you didn't realize they're the most realest bitch you'll ever know. Majority of the time, because it pings your location and proximity to others, the same individuals will always reappear. But really, it's an instant attempt to see what outcome you get. Have you ever heard of variable ratio reinforcement? It's a psychological concept, which is similar to the slot machine. The rewards for clicking come at unpredictable intervals. It's a it's game. A game. <laughs> it's a game so stimulating that we can literally waste minutes and even hours hoping for a hit. This concept actually helps explain why it makes stopping that behavior so difficult. Think about the time and energy that you're exhausting and wasting. You could be doing something else. Like work, 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 working on yourself. Grinder may provide men with a relief from their anxiety and depression, but it's only temporary. The Lord Grinder was not just the rush to feel good, but was to stop feeling bad. Temporarily, it can make all those feelings go away. The attention and potential for sex distracts from all those painful emotions. That's what it is. From stemming from all those similar emotions I'm sure you felt multiple times growing up where you felt misunderstood. There are two things in our culture that are not talked and discussed enough, and that is self-control and our mental health. We lack the social progress within our culture. Continuing to ignore these behaviors and what are deemed as quote unquote social norms 
only lead to individuals thriving on a more status-focused persona, being competitive, known as a queen, um, believing in a hierarchical status, which results in those who are unfavorable and and leaving them in an exclusionary role. When it comes to relationships, I believe in monogamy. That means romantically, it's just me and you, you and me, and that's it. More and more we see as this unfavorable trend begins within the gay community that more men are expanding the idea, if you will, expanding their limitations within their relationships to seek out a more polygamous lifestyle. Listeners, listen. At the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you and your partner to manage your dynamic of the relationship. Um, In my opinion, the day that I verbally communicate to my partner that I would like to start an open relationship, place boundaries on how it's going to work, so in essence, we can work, I've truly lost the value in my partner and myself. No relationships, man to woman, man to man, woman to woman, will ever provide you with the full mental, emotional, spiritual, nor physical sustainability needed to fulfill a long-term motherfucking relationship. But... There is one place you can count on to fulfill those attributes, and they are within yourself. Here's some food for thought. The day that you allow yourself to think that person will complete that will be the day that you learn to love them when you're most insufficient. To be honest, it makes me so freaking mad and disgusted to see someone share their partner or lover and not hold them in the utmost regard. I just really don't get it. In time and time, You hear the lame-ass excuse. So I'm going to give you a quick scenario. This is how it goes. Ready? So, babe, uh, um, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, so there's this one thing that I just want to get off my chest. You know, I I love you. First of all, I just want to stop by saying I love you. And you mean the world to me. But, you know, I just have this urge within me that I just can't suppress anymore. Like, I love you. I find you attractive. But I also find other men attractive. And I want to be able to be myself and do what I want to do as well and explore that, you know, um, would you be open to that? My thoughts exactly. Some men pacify that excuse to their partners into submission for staying together. Here's some facts real quick. When you know your worth and you practice living your truth, Loving the person you so perfectly flawed, you will never settle and allow someone to make you think otherwise. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe as gay men within a culture, it's perfectly fine to show admiration towards finding another man attractive. There are billions of people on this earth. What I advise to you is to learn self-control within yourself or else you'll just end up on a hotation. Hotation? That's right, people. Hotation. (laughs) That's right, hotation. So let's break down this word really fast. So hotation, it's a verb. Um, Yes, it goes by saying the state or occurrence of having sexual or non-sexual encounters with persons of interest in no particular order without commitment. And if you happen to be on this particular hotation, I do not judge you. I do not. I actually believe this is a journey and actually think this is something that we should all experience to help filter out your likes and dislikes. But I will tell you, 
um, during this journey. Your interactants do not need to know of each other, but you cannot commit to any of them during this time. That's very important. The term marriage uh, derives from the original patriarchal form and the idea that you belong to me. I own you. Last time I checked, slavery was abolished. So take the shackles off my feet so I could dance. As a culture, we fought so long and are still fighting to have our rights be acknowledged by our counterparts. So don't waste it on the next rent.com model. So as we begin to wrap up this podcast, as I said before, <clears throat> the overuse of social media within dating is very vital. Um, I question you. Do you find yourself ending one relationship to start another one? Uh, do you find yourself wasting time and energy when you can be investing that time into yourself? Um, although it offers a level of exposure to the world's dating pool, don't lose that authenticity within yourself by lowering your standards. Take some time to practice self-love, self-care, and self-worth. Then truly, you will be blessed with Mr. Right instead of Mr. Right now. <laughs>